Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac Insu. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Let's have some fun, shall we? Ahoy there, fine uh, young man. As you can tell, it is not one Isaac Everett Rob. It is Ryan Buckley alongside Jason Sakanik for Primetime and uh, Will Ortner on the other side of the glass. How we doing, fellas? Well, uh, Will's not paying. Will's attention. busy, so yeah, Will's busy. I, I, I thought for a second that Will. I'm was always chime paying in. attention. You're the two. You're <laughs> supposed to go first. I, I thought, uh, age I, before beauty. I thought you were getting ready to say something, <laughs> so I laid out. I was like, "Is Will jumping in?" And then he looked like he was working a turntable over there. So yeah, it's going to be back. You know, big holiday weekend. You know, President's Day, which. I never can remember if we actually have the day off or not. I also forgot about that, and it was a pleasant surprise last week when I figured it out. Yeah, I never quite, I'm never quite sure what days we do or don't have off. Because, like, it's odd, especially because we're sports people. So sometimes stuff that is typically maybe around a sport or where there are sports being played, we're like, well, we we have to be on that day. And then I have to ask, like, does everyone get President's Day off? Like, is that my wife didn't? So, so she had to work. She had to work, yeah. Like, Veterans Day, is that again? I, I Like, I, I never know. Like, like uh, I'm always confused. I know we get, like, like everyone gets Christmas Eve and, like, Thanksgiving. And outside of that, I don't know. It's like Lincoln's birthday, Martin Luther King's birthday. I don't know. There's, like, there's just a, there's a million random holidays. And I'm like, I don't, do we have that off? Like, President's Day? Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is tough to, it's tough to keep up with occasionally, especially, as I mentioned, my wife did have to work. You'll like this, and it pertains to you, because I believe you're going to this land soon. My wife's company is in, is based in Louisiana. Oh. And uh, they do not get President's Day off, but they do get Mardi Gras off. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, Mardi Gras is going on, I think it's... It, I think it just happened. Yeah, it's, it's happening right now, because yeah. I'm going to New Orleans on Friday, right. and I think we miss it by like a week. Yeah. Because we the last couple of years we've gone the week after uh because like Mardi Gras can be uh it can be a lot. Like if you're 
I have not done it, but I've I've heard from others. Yeah. So if, if you go like the week after, you get kind of like the you get the tail end of it, and uh, it's because my gal has to be down there for business. So anytime she goes down to New Orleans for business, we're like, well, I might as well, <laughs> I might as well come along. Uh, yeah. Yep. Like if she's in Baltimore Smart right now, line. guess who's not going to Baltimore? This guy. And then she's to Houston. Nah, Louisiana. I want to catch the tail end of that. But her her their company always does the week after when when they have to go down there because. If you go down for business and you do it during Mardi Gras, you're not getting anything done. Buckle up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like the worst idea in the world. Like, yeah, we got a business trip. Let's go during Mardi Gras and see what happens. Well, and I've heard it's kind of like going to the beach on spring break when it's like everybody's down there anyways. It's it's hard to actually enjoy the place that you're at. And New Orleans is an awesome place to be at when it's maybe not like that. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities. And, Same. And New Orleans is always one of those where you either immediately you either love it or you hate it. Like there's not a lot of middle ground. It's it's one of the unique vibes that you'll get from any city in the United States, mm-hmm. and there's really just there's no there's no wishy washy. Either immediately you will be like this place, the culture, the vibe, the music, the whole. It's just it'll hit you, or you'll go and you'll be like it smells like a toilet. Is it, you know, look, there's, you know, it's below sea level. There are a lot of rats. Yep. You know, it's. You're in the bayou. You're in the bayou. And it's hot and it's sticky and, and you'll just, it just won't be for you. Um, but if you go during Mardi Gras, and I've I've done New Year's on Beale Street. Uh, I've, you know, it's in Memphis. Obviously, I've been to, you know, Vegas during big events. You know, lots of different entertainment uh, districts. I've never seen anything quite like Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Maybe, and I, I haven't been, but I, I guess like maybe Times Square, New Year's. In yeah. New York yeah, might be probably. one of those because you hear like people just like like wear diapers because you can't leave. Like there's no bathroom and you're there, and so it's like people are are literally dropping trowel like right where they're at and and like yeah. wearing diapers. Mardi Gras is like that. Like it's it it it's like it's Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's, it's like fun that. to do once, but if, I'm, I'm if not, you're trying to experience that place. That's not probably the the best way to do it, yeah. even though that's a way to do it, and it, it can be a lot of fun. Yes, I would just say if you're gonna be like, "Hey, let's dip our toe into New Orleans and see," don't go during morning. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. go once or twice before. See if you like it. Then, if you like it, then go back and experience Mardi Gras and uh, and, and give it a whirl. Well, we will talk some sports today, but not just yet. The first thing I had in my notes was Big Souk, Victory, or Valhalla. And uh, <laughs> and, and I got I to find out because we, we kind of went over this a little bit at the end of Friday's show. Um, but you were in a, a little bit of a, a, a wrestling tournament over the weekend. Not exactly wrestling. Uh, but I wanted to hear how this went. Yeah, we uh, we swept it. So I don't, I don't compete very often. Uh, I'm old, and I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> That's... And I, you know, I'm not like I, I started it just as as kind of a hobby. But the the the, the gym I go to, Brazilian Top Team uh, in Jiu Jitsu, most of those guys are like big time competitors. So they were putting on kind of a, an event. They called the Battle of the Giants, a bunch of the ultra heavyweights. So my coach was like, "Yeah, I want you to do it." So I figured if you're going to do it, win the whole damn thing. So uh, breeze through it. So well, and you told me on Friday that like, listen, <laughs> I'm going to be older than most of these guys, so I'm going in guns ablaze. I'm going fast. It's victory of Valhalla. I'm going to either win fast or I'm going to lose fast. And that was yeah. And that's I, how it went. Most of the guys there were like were were young. They were in their 20s and 30s. So I figured 
You know, <laughs> being the old man at almost 46, like uh, time not is washed yet. Time is, is not on my side. So I figured if we're going to go in, we win guns of blazes. I finished one in uh, 18 seconds. Beautiful. So an 18 second match. And uh, we ripped a couple arms and uh, it was good. And then I got the world's smallest trophy. Did you was... get to keep the arm as a trophy? <laughs> I, f- I felt bad on that one. <laughs> uh, but because like, it was called the Battle of the Giants. And then they gave me the world's smallest trophy, which was kind of a you know fun little thing. I love it. So it was it was, it was neat. I don't like I said, I don't get to do that very often i just do it kind of as a as a hobby and i, I like to uh i like the skill my goals again to get my black belt when i turn 50 uh that's kind of the way i set out but every now and then and how, I, far, how far away are we uh, hopefully we'll get there again i got four years to get there so okay. we're about halfway there and uh we'll see what happens but yeah every now and then uh you get a wild hair and as an old man you decide to go out and be competitive and Figure if you're going to be competitive, I told everyone, I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm not coming to lose. So uh, luckily we didn't lose. <laughs> I love it. I love that mentality. Uh, now, Will Orders over there. Will, how old will Souk have to be before you could beat him? Before I could beat him? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's uh, how many surgeries does he have to have uh, so before you, I beat him. You need him on the mend a couple more times? Well, I, I've never, like, there's no wrestling background. There's no boxing background. My background is, like, I'm bigger than most people, and I played football. <laughs> That's about it. So, Suk's still got some got some stuff that he knows that I would easily fall for, and I know to wait. <laughs> oh, well, I'm like, patient. Just give it time. My old and decrepitness. I'm, I'm it's, it's not there yet. That's it's, it's it, already outthinking you. It feels good when you can go in against people that are 20 years younger than you, and you can still again. You got to represent for the old men. You got to yeah. go in there and, and push the sun up in the sky. Was everybody younger time. than you? All the all the guys yeah. that you beat? Yeah, it's there. There, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of youth. I had kids. Uh, my my kids are were were the ages. Of, of some of them. Well, that's like Will's, like what, you're 26? I'm 26. Yeah, I got a daughter that's 27. So, again, you got to represent for the old men. But so you said they, they also sold tickets for this thing, and it sold out. Like, how many people are you fighting in front of? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was, it was at our gym, so, I mean, it was... A couple was, hundred or something like that? It was a lot. No, I want to say it was, like, maybe, like, 175. Okay. So, it was weird. They did a whole thing. They, like, streamed it on YouTube. And do you, and, like, uh, do you get, like, intro music? Do you get announced? Like, how... Like, yeah, they had, a, a, they had a whole thing. They did a whole... It was a whole big production. Like, they streamed it on YouTube, and, like, everyone had, like, walkout music, so it was a little weird. What was your walkout music? I didn't pick anything. Uh, okay. You didn't go with Enter Sandman? That seems, like, right up your alley. I thought right you'd do one of your, uh, yeah, you, one of your Viking songs that I you didn't, have? I didn't pick anything. It was just kind of one of those where I was like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not doing walkout music. And, so you uh, Mike Tyson did. Uh, so I didn't choose anything, and then they were introducing me first. They introduced all the competitors, and uh, yeah, the moment they did it, because occasionally it does happen. So I'll, I work out uh, at that gym sometimes before class. So I'll go in by myself, and they just give me a key, and I'll go in there, and and sometimes I get caught. So if it's just me in the gym. I do tend to listen to like Viking death metal sometimes, and I turn it up a bit. And then every now and then I get caught. Like some, I like I, I try to turn it off before other people come in because it's kind of silly, right? Like I, I I fully own, but the, but it gets you in your in your like it's it's in it's in your your space kind of. Yes, but it, it, I I fully admit it's not it's, everyone's thing. Though. It's a little silly. I understand it's silly. And so uh, when they were introducing people, they the, the, all of a sudden like the music started playing, and, and it was one of. It was like this, this Viking death metal song by like Peyton Parrish. This guy I listened to, and I just started laughing. I go, I guess I'm up first. And I was like, <laughs> that must be me. Yeah. So they they did like a Valhalla calling. I was That's like, my yeah, favorite song. That's, That's his best one. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> I listen to that when I work out too. <laughs> so there, there you go. <laughs> well, when I walked in today, uh, there was a meeting of the minds happening, and uh, and I don't know what conversation I walked into, um, but it was Ortner 
it was uh, digital promo guy Jake, and it was engineer Joey. And I believe they're talking about the <laughs> the gambling games with the best odds, and they were working their way through Baccarat. Can you can you fill me in here, Will? What exactly? What kind of scheme do we have going on? Well, it started with Dusty not being able to print anything, and he was talking about it was a gamble every time that he tried to do that. And then it turned into some Vegas conversations, and we were trying to figure out the best ways to uh, earn some cheap money. <laughs> earn some cheap money. I've always heard that craps is the best uh, odds in Vegas. I think it's Baccarat. Is it? Because it's it's close to 50-50 as you can get because you're betting. It, you either bet the banker or you bet the player. So I think that you can both be right here because I think that just from a kind of a heads-up standpoint that Baccarat might have the best odds, but I think that you can the way that craps rewards odds on like points and things like that when you when you back up your bet, you can stand to make more that way, or, or the, the house is more exposed that way. I've never played Baccarat. Neither have I. It seems I don't have enough it, money. It kind of is terrifying. I feel like that's one of those things that like James Bond plays or whatever. It feels like a fancy villain game. Yeah, like every now and then I got, I got a taste for that, like Pai Gao every now and like, then. Like, the card tables will get me a little bit, so I'll play some Pai Gao. I and... love Pai Gao when, you, when I'm down, because yeah. you just push with the dealer all the time, so it's just it's just the drinks are flowing, and you're, and you're preserving your, your losses a little bit. Yeah, so I'll, I'll play around, but I'm usually a craps guy. I'll play a little Same. roulette. I can play a little blackjack. But if, if I'm, and that's the thing about craps is I feel like you can bleed for a long time. Like if, if you, you, you can play for several hours and not lose. It your can shirt. take a while for the dice to get around the horn. If, if it gets really cold, it's rough. But I end up hating blackjack because one, I don't think the odds are that good. The fact that you have to play before the dealer does. And then additionally, they go so quick. If you if you start off on a on a cold streak, you lose your money fast. And I and I want to I want to hang out. So yeah. craps, pie gal, they allow that to ha- that allow that to happen. Yeah. You could do the uh, Dana White method, which is you say how much you want to win, and then you just double down and double down and double down and double down until eventually you win or you run out of money. Yeah, we, well, that's that, we we've talked about that. Yep. I'd, I'd, in 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 Provo, you're a couple hours away from the Nevada border. Wendover is it's it's right on the Utah Nevada border. So a lot of people would drive. And God, if I remember, I would say maybe hour and 45, two hours, if I remember correctly. It's been so long because, again, I'm old. But we'd have people that would drive to to, to Wendover. And um, I, I knew a guy, and that was his whole deal. And it's it's a sound strategy. You just have to have a bankroll. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. You, whatever you're going to bet. So if you bet, you're like $500, right? You bet $500. If you lose, the next one you got to bet 1000 You lose that, then you got to bet two. And as long as you keep doubling, you just need to win once, and then you're back to even, and then you go back to your original bet. Problem is, especially if you're playing a decent chunk of money, it gets you lose five, six hands in a row. It's you're you're down some serious coin. But if you have the bankroll, and he swore by it, he was a good player, and he would usually come back. And he he was never rich, but he'd come back from these trips. He'd come back with you know three, four grand. If and, the well's deep enough, you can basically decide what you want to get to before you go home. The only thing that that is a threat to you is catching a real cold streak and yeah. not having a deep enough well. And I got another buddy of mine that his strategy to this day, he just whatever he's going to spend. Let's say he wants to thousand bucks. He's got he's going to a casino. He's like down in Vegas. He got a thousand dollars. He'll just play one hand of blackjack or one hand of roulette. And his whole thing is, I got a better chance. Of winning, or you know, it's like the, the longer you play, the odds are, are not in your favor. So it's it's kind of fun. We'll just you'll be walking through, and he'll be like, mm, "This one," and he'll just go through, <laughs> and he'll he'll lay a couple hundred bucks down, and he's like, "Well, let's one one spin." And the best is like he'll win it, and then like he wanders off, and then like on the way back, he'll be like, oh, "All right," and then he goes into like the the well, high end bl- blackjack, and he lays everything down on that hand, and it, sometimes he'll win like two or three times. So like, dude, walk away, and he can't like. He'll be walking by and the juice, like the action will get him. And he's like, ah, what the hell? 
And he just, you know, he throws it down. And his thing is, I was prepared to lose that money. And, uh, yeah, he just, that's that's his whole strategy. is Terrifying. Just little let, impulse let, plays. Let, and then, lay it uh, all there. As long as you can back it up. I love it. Yep. Uh, well, we will talk some sports today. It's, uh, despite being past football season, it feels like there's quite a bit to get to, especially in the college realm. Um, but the first thing I want to get to is NBA All-Star Weekend. Everyone has been kicking this one around today. I didn't watch very much of it, and I think that's part of the point. We will get to that coming up next. You're listening to Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to Prime Time, a Buck and Souk edition today. We had plenty of gambling talk in the last segment. Rop still in Vegas, I believe, so uh, hopefully his luck is up. Uh, I did text with him on Saturday because he convinced me to take the Jayhawks, and uh, we swept that one out, but we cashed, so that's good. Um, what we want to get to today for today's AAA heating and cooling poll question uh, is about the NBA All-Star Game, and it's as simple as this. What should we do with the All-Star Game? Leave it. It's fine. Change the format. Increase the incentive or cancel it entirely. <laughs> I, I don't know, and I, I get why everyone's pissed right you know 972 to 934 like i i understand like there's no defense played but we do this all the time we right? do this every year with this we, game we do it every year with this game we do it with the pro bowl it, it still gets six million people that, that, that but watch the pro bowl's it gone now they they abandoned yeah, it they abandoned it should and they the, do that here and they did that the, this one the nba all-star game actually drew better than the the pro bowl games mm-hmm. and and normally the pro bowl game did better than the 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 Pro Bowl games mm-hmm. when they actually did the, the the actual game, right? Right. I would get like eight million people. The mm-hmm. games where they just did like the, the the sand football sure. and all that. I think it got like five point four. The NBA All Star Game did five point seven. I just I don't understand why we have to make this something other than just a weekend event. Like it it makes money. Mm-hmm. People want to be a part of it. It sells out, right? People want to host it. I don't see any city not wanting to have the All-Star game. We'd love to have it here in Portland. We can't have it. Yep. But everywhere it goes, it ends up being a big deal. All the celebrities go there. It's a big party. Uh, the guys don't give a damn about it. And if you want to watch it, cool. But like I, I hear Stephen A. and you know, and then these guys that come on, J.J. Redick and Kendrick Perkins, and they're like, this is an abomination. Then don't watch it. Like I, I don't understand why we continue to try to make All-Star games into something that they're not. And then we're going to be like, oh, well, back in the day. Cool. The, the, the worst argument you can make for anything is is one of two things. Either that's the way we've always done it or it used to be this way. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. In 1974, guys didn't make any money and guys didn't care. 
And I'm sure the ten grand that they got for winning the All Star game was a big deal. Yeah. But now guys are making fifty four million dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? They're they're used to to certain luxuries, and yeah, I get it. They're soft and and, and they're a bunch of candy asses. Sure, you can call them all that. Mm-hmm. But none of that is going to make Giannis decide to go out and and, and play defense. And like, oh, we'll make it a million dollars. You think that's going to get those guys to go out and play? It's it's not. We try all these different things to to try to get some juice into this. For Major League Baseball, we tried to make it count for the World Series. Yeah. Like, there's only so much. And even during that. It didn't work. It didn't work because at the end of the, the, end of the day, you're still putting everyone in. You're it's, not putting it, your best lineups exactly. in. Exactly. It was still an exhibition. And I actually hoped as a baseball fan, I thought it would be cool if you really played your best nine and you threw out your best starting sure. pitcher and everyone played it that way. But they didn't. They and, treated and, it as yeah, the same exhibition. Rose, and then it had stakes on it that... that in a game that people didn't care. Yeah, Pete Rose plowing over, I forget who it was. Ray Fossey. Ray Fossey. And his career, basically. That ain't happening. No. No one's getting Buster Posey'd in the All-Star game. And no. I can't I can't blame them for that. So, unless you're going to put a gun to someone's head and say, you have to play defense, good luck. So, I just, I, I don't know why we have to do the, we'll just cancel it then. Why? It's 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 an event. I, I And I, I did not watch a ton of it. And, like, the NHL All-Star game is probably... The NHL All-Star game I like and the Major League Baseball All-Star game, I usually watch parts of that. Sure. I would say baseball I watch more, but I like the hockey skills competition. Mm -hmm. But we had one of the best players in the NHL this year, Kucherov. He was playing in the skills competition. I saw this. I promise you, look up, look, look that up on YouTube. You will never... And that dude is one of the four or five best hockey players in the world. You will never see someone give less of an effort yeah. than than what he put out there. One of the events he was doing was like a timed speed skating yeah. event, and he was going like, for a Sunday stroll. And, you know, and so the, the guy looked like a jackass. But then, again, I have to listen to the, we should just cancel the event. Why? It was, yeah, the dude looked like an idiot. Let him look like an idiot. He didn't care. I still ended up watching. So the only, the, the only downside to this is, again, people don't necessarily care. It's not getting huge numbers. But until until it, it starts losing money and until people don't want to go and players choose to not attend it, then I, I just don't know what we're doing here besides pearl clutching and saying it used to be so much better. So uh, for me, I think that what people want is – and I, I – I get that it's easy to just harken back on, well, we liked it better the way it was before. But this year especially, and I didn't watch a second of it live. I watched plenty of highlights or lowlights of it afterwards. But, like, it, it was more that, like – I, I've never seen anyone care less. And and I think they just want it to be, people want to see the stars try and be competitive. And even NBA Saturday night, like the all-star Saturday night with like the three-point contest, oh. like dudes want to win that. Like yeah. dudes care about winning that. Yeah. But, but that like Luca was chucking up three quarters court shots and like, and like it, in regulation and people are just doing it. I mean, it, it was like a, a bad Harlem Globetrotters exhibition. And you know what? I didn't watch cause I knew it was going to be that way and that's fine. But for the people who want it to be competitive, is there anything that could incentivize players to do it differently or that you could put out there that would put, make it better? If you put up a like a squid game sort of oh. if you if you put I don't know consequences for losing. Losing team votes one player to the Pistons. Well, I did hear uh, one, oh, there you go. I one like that. I heard one suggestion that losing team has their uh, their DMs leaked from the <laughs> from their social media. If you if you put up a squid game like uh, that ball of cash, but I mean god, you'd have to You'd have to put up because how many? I mean, how many guys on a row were they putting like 12, 13 guys? 13, 15, yeah. yeah. So, dude, you you got to put up like fifty million bucks if you put up a big globe of cash at fifty million, and at the end of it, it dropped, and like you just got to scoop maybe. But 
I was I, wondering because I think the defense is a big problem. Like any dude is going to be willing to try and take over and like score points, but well, no one's stopping anybody. Well, I mean, I, I the only thing I can equate this because I never. I mean, I played in an all state game. Um, you know, but again, like that's that's different. The only thing I can equate this to in my whatever pathetic athletic career that I had was maybe spring spring games. And I'll tell you, the first two spring games that I played in, those mattered to me. Because I was trying to, my 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 freshman year and my retro freshman year, I was trying to, like, hey, I can do this. Trust me, by the time I got to my third year and I was a starter, guess who didn't give two flying Fs <laughs> about the spring game? This guy. You, you couldn't, there's nothing you could do. Nothing. Because you couldn't pay me. But I mean that you can't pay the NBA guys. Damian Lillard's making what fifty-four million dollars yeah. and another two hundred and fifty from Adidas. Uh, LeBron James worth a billion dollars. You think? I mean, for God's sakes, what are you going to do to incentivize LeBron? Right. Good, good luck with that. And that was me. Like, there's nothing you could have given me when I was getting ready to play those spring games. And I mean nothing. Because was you can't go- identify with people in that position. That's like, the only... That's the, the common o- man's like, well, put a million bucks on the table. It doesn't work like that for them. No. It's like, you think about anything where you haven't been motivated to do it. Like, that happens to me all the time. Like, like if, if we're out at a bar and someone's like, I, I, this does happen. People like, oh, they, people like want to arm wrestling me. And I'm like, no. Why not? Because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get hurt. This is stupid. And there's nothing you can do that's going to make... Like, so when you have when you're in a position of power, why would you ever do that? I mean, I I don't. I, I wish it was different. I wish that guys cared, but how on earth are you going to motivate those guys? So accept it for what it is. And it's a it's a weekend where the guys get to hang out. A bunch of celebrities get to go there. They probably sleep with a couple groupies and some Instagram hots. Try to get with Megan Fox or whatever you know, mm. Ice Spice or whatever celebrity is milling around there. <laughs> Uh, you know, whatever you're you're looking for, and you get to rub shoulders, you get to have a party, and that's what the All Star Game has turned into. And sometimes things just change. So if you want to cancel it, fine. But why would you cancel it when how much money do you think with every sponsor, like I, when because when you do tune in, that thing is just one big advertisement. You don't think they make money off of that? You don't think that they love having six million people tune into it? So as long as it makes money and people still show up. I don't know what you... It's not going anywhere. No. Well, I also think the necessity for the players to try is gone because back in the day, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but in the 70s and 80s, how many games were nationally televised that you actually got to play in, right? True. The All-Star game... Exposure. It was a big big exposure thing, and if you played hard and you did well, and you did well in the dunk contest, it's the same reason why no one's doing the dunk contest anymore. It's because you don't have to do that because you can go on NBA League Pass and I can watch whatever game I want to. If I'm a diehard Boston Celtics fan and I'm in Portland, I can watch every Boston Celtics game and I can watch every Boston Celtics game from their home network. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of players look at this and go, there's no real upside for me, there was upside back in the day yes. because this was the way to get your name and, and, on the map. This was how true. you got I, the conversation. I heard, yeah, you're that right. from, I heard that from baseball guys a lot. Like if you listen to the old guys that said for most people, this was the only time, especially if you played in a small market. Right. It's the only time anyone on the national stage was going to get to see you play. And it's not the case. Again, there's a lot of small market guys that are that are huge. That's a great point is that there's just. They don't need the exposure. They don't need the money. They don't need the exposure. And they're used to a certain level of comfort and taking care of their body that wasn't wasn't there 20, 30, certainly 40 years ago. So unless you're going to make guys find a way to get skin in the game. And I don't know how you motivate those individuals. You couldn't do it with the NFL. The NFL gave up. 
The NFL quit. Yeah. The NFL was like, man, we we, we can't do this. Well, and especially because of the injury aspect. Like, they don't, it made sense for the NFL to give that up. And certainly somebody could pop an ACL or an Achilles in this game, too, if they start trying harder. The the, the risk goes up. And so. Well, people bring up like Summer League. I, I saw a couple of the talking heads bring up Summer League and all this and that. The, the guys still try hard or harder than that. Well, most of those guys are trying to prove themselves. It's not in the middle of the season. Yeah. You know, that guys, too. like when, when KD shows up at Rucker Park and they're like, hey, he puts more effort than in the All Star game. Yeah, again, he's playing for pride. It's something away from the season, and he doesn't have to get on an airplane in, in 48 hours and go play in the middle of an 82-game season. Because ultimately, the only thing that matters in the NBA is winning an NBA championship or being an, or, or, or making an all-star team or winning an MVP, and there's nothing that happens during that weekend where that you're going to get him. And why does the three-point contest matter to people? Because there's no risk to it. You just, right. you just go out and shoot. At a dunk contest, no one wants to look like an ass. No one wants to look like a chump. But you know the the three point contest. It's like it's this little safe little bubble that yeah. exists. Yeah, it's, and that's it's, that's the one part of it that that people get competitive about and 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 they care. It's kind of like the perfect competing ground because no one has to put themselves out there too much from a physical standpoint, but yeah. you could still really flex. And if you don't do well, well, you've still got your percentage to fall back off and uh, back on and you just had an odd, an off night. Yeah. Uh, I think almost the bigger tragedy for the whole All-Star weekend is what has happened over time to the dunk contest because it used to be yeah. the best dunkers were in the dunk contest. And I, I kind of think it started with LeBron saying, I'm not, I mean, the fact that Jordan always did it or did it as many times as he did and and now you have someone who is supposed to be the you know the next goat and he's never done it once he had all the physical skill in the world like there should have been something on the table to incentivize all those guys because i want to see anthony gordon out there i want to see and if guys are healthy at the all-star break and maybe everything's been done at this point and so there's not a lot of incentive to for those guys to put themselves out there and try to do something new because it could flop but why not just flex that athleticism i think that that contest going away to me is worse than the, the all-star game falling apart again how do i make someone care yeah i mean it, when when someone answers that question let me know and let every corporate uh, uh boss in the world know because you'll be worth eight gajillion dollars because getting people to care about something that they don't care about might be the hardest thing in the world and you know look i'll look in the mirror you try to get me to do something that i don't care about like I am, I am as bad as anyone on the planet. Rob's about this that. way too. Exactly. Rob is phenomenal at this. If if you don't, if Isaac Rob deep down doesn't care, good luck threatening him with anything. I've seen that dude walk out of of meetings and just be like, "Yeah, I'm not interested in this. I'm walking away." And that's that's where you're at. And and they just think this is. You can say it's a societal problem because I don't think it's an NBA problem. I think it's just it's a societal thing. And and you've got guys now that I just don't know how on earth yeah. you get them to to get buy in, other than the collectively deciding that they don't want to be embarrassed. But so far, good luck. It didn't work with the it didn't work with the the NFL to where they just had to go to the little Pro Bowl game thing, whatever they're doing now. Yeah. Well, there are plenty of ideas coming in on the Vancouver Ford text line. You can text us five zero three eight six four six fan. I want to run some of these by you because. I don't know that they could make everyone care, but I think there's some ideas here. Want to get to those. Plus, something else that Adam Silver said over the weekend um, kind of had my ears uh, perked up a little bit. And I want to get your thoughts on uh, sports academies in America. We'll get to all that coming up. But first, Will with SportsCenter. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. 
Welcome back to Prime Time. A couple of your thoughts to get to on the Vancouver Ford text line. We're discussing the AAA heating and cooling poll question of what should we do with the All-Star game? Uh, Suk's big point here is that how do you make people care? Uh, that's a hard thing to do. But we do have a couple ideas about how you can make people care. Uh, first one, you've already kind of mentioned, but said... Just put a hundred million dollars on the table. If you did that, and, and and see, and and I don't know that the NBA can afford to do that. I don't know that they can't afford to do well, that. Why would like no one's putting? And if you did a hundred million dollars, the fans would get all bitchy and moany. I've already heard that's today from the other so side many of people it. that get pissed and are like, "These guys make so much money, then they they, they, they don't need more." Oh, oh, cool. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad that's your opinion. We all love to tell people that have money what they should do. Uh, Jeff Bezos has enough money to do whatever the hell he wants to do, right? So I'm now supposed to tell Jeff Bezos what he should or shouldn't care about. Like that's the same guy that's like, you know, when The Rock, like he started that Maui fire. That fund. was so awful. That dude donated like five million dollars. Not not him starting the Maui fund. That no, was not awful. Yeah. What happened was awful. Continue. Yeah. The Rock donated five, I think five million dollars of his own money, and Oprah donated five million to the Maui fund for the the fires. And I think since then they've raised like fifty million. And all anyone does is give that guy never-ending S because they're like, why are you asking people for money when you could just donate $50 million? Well, again, the guy donated $5 million, and it's not enough for people. And like, Oprah, why don't you just donate $100 and million? he's using his influence to get more money for everyone. So we, just, we just love to tell people he's what— He's not liquid. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure Tequila, The, the Rock has a lot of money. I'm, you know, maybe Oprah could, but, you know, I don't know. I just—I I always love how we tell— everyone what they should and shouldn't care about yeah yeah if i was an nba player i well you're not an nba player so how am i supposed to sit up there and tell dame what he is or isn't supposed to care about and by the way i'm not in the middle of an 82 game season yep i'm not in the middle of having bursitis or you know a bad back or whatever the hell else is ailing me and and this is like the the, the one little break i get in the middle of this grind of a season and you're already bitching and moaning at me because you're making me play you know the 75 games i think what is it 65, 65. Or 68 mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. to, to get my you know to get my awards so you just you, you keep telling guys and it's just it's not working. You're beating the dog at this point. Like you're just you're you're trying to whip a dog, and eventually the dog just looks at you and is like, "I don't care. Like I'll just take my beating." And it's just it's 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 silly to me, as opposed to just enjoying it for what it is. And if you don't like it, don't tune in. I, we're, we're, I swear to God, our favorite pastime now is bitching. I don't like it, so now I have to yell as loud. You know what you can do if you don't like it? Don't watch. And if enough people don't watch, and if enough people don't buy tickets, and if enough people don't show up, something will change. But it doesn't. That's why I'm surprised the Pro Bowl went away. As crappy as the Pro Bowl did, the Pro Bowl did good numbers. The Pro Bowl did like 8, 9 million people that tuned in. Mm-hmm. It did as good as, as most playoff games in other sports. But I, I mean, I get. I guess that thing just got so embarrassing. And it's it's not the as, NFL was like, ah, we can't keep doing. It's this. not as unsavory to say anymore. But like, a lot of people bet on the Pro Bowl, and you know what? A lot of people bet on the NBA All Star Game. <laughs> it's like it's stupid, but millions of dollars change hands on this. And then, but I, I, there are a couple other ideas here that I think are interesting. Uh, one, how about ten million bucks for the defensive player of the game? Somebody wants to go down <laughs> there and put clamps on. Put clamps on. I kind of like that. Um, let's see. We got another one that this. That'd be, goes, hilarious, that'd be hilarious, by the way. One dude. It said like Pat Bev out there. Was it like when was it Sean Taylor that blew up that punter? Uh, yes. Brian Mormon, I Brian, think. Yeah, the, the like the Bills punter. Sean Taylor just went out and just annihilated him and was like, oh, crap. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this <laughs> anymore. Stop that. Um, I, they also had one with kind of a, a gambling aspect. How about buying in to be part of the game and then the winners that buy in split the pot? 
Okay. So like, if, if you made a gamble, because because players do love to gamble. Yeah. Like yeah. you get the guys in the West. Like how much you want to like how much you want to go. Like would you think we could pull this off? And, and they, of, they're putting their own money out there. Perhaps that'd be fun if you actually did that. Like no one would ever do it, but that'd no. be fun for guys to have. Because you, again, the easiest way having been in a locker room, we used to have a Papa shot in the Broncos locker room, mm-hmm. and I would watch dudes put five grand on a on a Papa shot, like one shot. Like they throw it from like twenty feet away. Dudes like five G's. <laughs> And like like Shannon Sharp was a notorious gambler, and he mm-hmm. always had a big wad. Like him and like Brian Greasy and like Terrell Davis, uh, those dudes were always laying serious coin down on the dumbest things. Gamble on anything, like pro, like Jordan, right? Jordan, the, the, the remember he was gambling with the guy on on who could flick a coin. The, the security dude, yeah, 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 so yeah. That's true. If you want to do that, let the players gamble and then put it up on the big board and like like the. The individual, uh, the individual bets between guys, and see how much like certain guys stand to clear. You'll see who's going to be fighting on each each of those last possessions. There you go. Um, the other one, <clears throat> whoa, excuse me, getting over a little uh, throat thing from the weekend. But Pause. Um, the uh, the this one I think could be good from a standpoint of so many people that have to benefit. Almost all of these guys have a charity that matters to them and provides them with some positive. Uh, you know, presence in social media and things like that. What if you put a, 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 a representative from each person's charity <laughs> courtside and then the, the game MVP and winner were to get a big wad of cash for the charity? What you got to do is, yeah, you got to put like like Special Olympics or you have to have something that's That gonna, was the suggestion here like with Special Olympics. some people. Put like a Down syndrome kid like in the front row with a sign that says like you're, you're, you're playing for me. Like you got to shake. You gotta shame some people, right? Like, do like like a little orphan kid. You know, you're doing something for like like needy children. I'll tell you what, you put a couple cancer kids down on the baseline, like with the IV bag and like a little sign. Maybe then, maybe then, might and, be poor form. But I'll tell you what, good luck telling that kid in the front row. Wheel out a hospital bed or two. You'll get some people to care then. We'll publicly shame you into caring. Well, is we, that where we're at now? We, we're just we're publicly shaming. We mentioned like the use of penalty as incentive. Uh, the other one here is: what if the losers weren't allowed to be invited back? <laughs> so, and I, I saw somebody else on, on Twitter You're say: done. what if when there's a like a a least valuable player and that person could never be an all star again? <laughs> like you, you have to care. Silent vote, loser to the Pistons. Oh, I love the silent vote. Everyone goes into a little booth survivor style at the end of the night, and they all like write a name and hold it up to the camera. Jeff Probst comes out. <laughs> they, there's tiki torches, and they're telling people who's been eliminated. I love that. People just throw in, like, what is it, the, the Game of Thrones, the shame. Yeah. Like the losers, yeah. <laughs> losers have to just strip down, and then we just huck, like, rotten fruit at them. I mean, but that's how silly this has gotten, where we're, you're just, you're, you're trying to brainstorm again ways to get people to care, and I... I just don't know what 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 what's ever going to change about that. I just feel like this has become an annual tradition. And, and someone said on there, I, I actually feel I, I actually find bitching about bitching as rampant as bitching. No offense. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is where we're at. This is the circle. National pastime. We bitch, and then we get a separate group of people that bitch about the bitching, and then just we do it all again. And it's just the, like our our circle of logic. It's like our seventh concentric circle of hell that we just keep spinning around. And then people yell and scream, and it gives Kendrick Perkins something to to do while he's, you know, wheezing in between sentences. <laughs> Something to bitch about. Yeah. Uh, well, we will turn our page on this session of bitching. We'll move on uh, to something that's still 
uh, loosely associated with the All-Star Weekend. It's something Adam Silver said about the development of our players here in the United States and uh, the Ignite in the G League. So I think this one is the way more of the interesting story to me that came out of the All-Star Weekend. I would agree. I think that the, the, the low-hanging fruit topic has been kicked around enough, but uh, this one and how we develop our own players has our interest. We'll talk about that next here on Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to Primetime. We will be without Rop today, although he will be back in this chair tomorrow. For now, it's me, Ryan Buckley, alongside Big Souk, Will Ortner on the other side of the glass. And um, coming out of All-Star Weekend, I think a topic that Souk and I both found, frankly, more interesting than the what should we do about the All-Star game were these comments from Adam Silver. And uh, I couldn't find a full clip of it, so bear with me while while I read what I think are the kind of important parts to you. But he was asked about the G League, and he said, I'm not sure what the future of Team Ignite will be because before there was a hole in the marketplace that we thought we were filling before doing that. Now my focus is turning to an earlier development of those players. If you're seeing now what we're seeing in terms of that close to 30% of the league, players born Outside of the United States, it's clear that the development is very different in many of those programs outside the U.S. More of a focus on practice, less of a focus on games, which seems to be the opposite of many of the youth programs in the U.S. I think that now we've begun discussions with the NCAA. The vast majority of the top players will play in college and never play in the NBA, of course. So we have a common interest in just improving the game, developing players. There's no question they're coming into the league incredibly skilled, but that doesn't necessarily translate to being team basketball players and then what I'm hearing from some of those same coaches that may be complaining about the inability to play defense is that these players are not as prepared as I'd like them to be particularly as the very high draft picks so I think there's an opportunity for us to be part of the community that is developing younger players elite players and also as I mentioned before in terms of increased participation numbers of just being a more active participant and getting kids active boys and girls with our junior NBA and WNBA programs yeah I think this is Adam Somer basically saying they've got a problem and the problem is uh the basketball that we're teaching is broken and the basketball that's being taught overseas is superior and if you look at at, at the past mvps from Embiid to uh to joker uh to Giannis, um and and just you know and luca i mean guys that are coming in from 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 europe it's a better it's a better brand of basketball and I've heard this so many times from from AAU people that they'll go to a tournament and you know they'll play twelve games and guys don't care. Mm-hmm. Guys don't care about winning and losing. It's about you know being noticed. It's not about team ball. Every it's, weekend's a showcase. Exactly. And you know you you hear guys that 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 in Europe like I mean you see uh, even like guys like Wemby and Luca they're I mean they're sixteen seventeen years old they've been pros for multiple years mm-hmm. and they're only playing like eighteen minutes a night yeah like they're they're they're, they're asses on the bench and they're getting coached hard mm-hmm. and and it's a superior product that's coming in and I also think that Adam Silver is going to look at this and I don't think he'll ever say this but when you look from from Wemby to Luca. To, to Jokic, if you don't think that the NBA doesn't like that Jokic is the best player, you're fooling yourselves. When you hear when you hear the Kendrick Perkins and, and and some of these guys bitching about him winning three MVPs in a row and you know they 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 love to drag him because it's not an exciting game. And 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 you know he's a big goofy white guy from Serbia and he's kicking the league's ass right now and they don't like it. And it's it's not when you talk about the face of the NBA, right? You know, whether that's, you know, going from Magic to Jordan to LeBron. And then you look at who's going to be that. I think Steph 
you know, ran with that a little bit. Sure. And but you look at at, at who's coming down the pipe. They don't want Luca. They don't want Joker. You don't want no. These... They want homegrown to be the face of the league. Yes, and I think when when you look at like the NHL, I think one of the problems that the NHL has always had is they're not Americans. The best players in the world are not American. Yeah, it's a bigger problem in that there's not a lot of you know people play hockey and it's it's a harder sport. But you know when you go through a list of the NHL All Stars and you can't pronounce half their names and they can't sit up there and give you a great interview. You know, you can call that xenophobic or all you want, but, you know, when you're trying to appeal to the broadest audience you can, people don't love it when there's a thick accent that they can't understand. And people don't love when Jokic is up there being like, I don't want to go to the championship parade. I want to go home and I want to I want to race my horses. I find Giannis to be incredibly likable. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm sure the NBA isn't thrilled about having a big old thick accent and someone that's not from here. And the same thing with Wemby, who may end up being the face of the NBA. So I think when you're Adam Silver and you're looking down the road and you kick this ahead 15, 20 years, Yes, I think the NBA realizes that there is a problem that the 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 world game is catching up and in some ways it is it's surpassing certainly at the youth level it is surpassing what we do in the states and you're seeing this more and more in these international tournaments we ain't cleaning up anymore. The world has caught up. That's right. 100%. And and that's not a good thing. The NBA loves to say we're trying to expand the game to a global market, but they still need the, they still need the homegrown talent to be the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they realize that 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 maybe not right now, but you're starting to lose your grip and again, kick it down the road a decade or two and and there's an issue. Well, I want to keep this conversation going in the next segment. We are up against the clock, but um is youth academies the way to do this, and is 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 that good for our youth and our sports here in the U.S.? I want to ask you about your thoughts about that. Um, still, some tidbits to get to uh, around the NBA. Got to talk a little bit about Blazers ratings. Yuck. We'll get to that uh, as well as uh, Justin Fields, maybe the first domino to fall in the quarterback carousel in the NFL. That's all coming up next, or coming up ahead on primetime. You're listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 